What up all you beautiful misfits and rejects out there? Thank you for joining me for episode 142 of Misfits and Rejects. In today's episode, I sat down with 13-year-old artist entrepreneur, writer Biolis. I've been following her for quite a while on Instagram and just had to bring her on because the way she thinks is so entrepreneurial. And like I said in past episodes, like it's so rare to actually come across an entrepreneur who just is naturally gifted with that sort of brain that thinks about the world in this sort of entrepreneurial way that is helping them create new ideas and capitalize on those ideas. So Ryder wakes up every day and goes to work at her father's shaping factory where she custom paints surfboards for professionals and anybody who orders a paint job on a surfboard. And as she says throughout the interview, she pays for all her own stuff. You know, if she wants a computer, she buys it herself. She bought her first iPad when she was seven. And she foresees that all the money in her future will be earned through her entrepreneurial endeavors. She's a really, really inspirational lady doing some really cool things and just thinking about the world in such a unique way that, again, I had to bring her on to share her story. And now if you're a listener out there who likes to surf and didn't already know this about me, I've touched upon it in past episodes, I'm an online surf instructor. And what that means is I take the video footage that surfers send me from around the world and I create personalized custom instructional videos for surfers to help them progress into the future. So I outline, you know, with the footage that they send me, what they're doing really well and highlight it. And then I go deep into the aspects of their surfing that they really need to work on and compare and contrast with professional examples, really breaking down the body mechanics, the techniques necessary to do the types of turns and maneuvers that they want. You know, if you're somebody who's stuck in the pop-up phase and you're not really happy with the pop-up, well, then I break down really how to perfect your pop-up. In fact, I've created a surf course called Perfect Your Pop-Up and Learn to Turn. But if you want to learn more about what I do, my company is called Surf Progression Techniques. So if you're a surfer listening right now who's frustrated with their surfing, they're feeling like they're not progressing at all in their surfing, feel free to check out in the show notes, surfprogressiontechniques.com, surfprotechniques.com. You can also head on over to my surf course, which is Perfect Your Pop-Up and Learn to Turn. Now, I open the surf course occasionally for new students. So You'll have to sign up and get on the list to then have the course opened up for you and the opportunity to join the course. But it's, again, really helpful breaking down all the various things you need to think about from picking the right equipment to really perfecting your pop-up, which is the foundation for everyone surfing. You know, if your pop-up isn't on point, everything that comes after you pop up becomes exponentially harder to accomplish from then really diving into the the techniques of bottom turning to top turning and how you can execute your bottom execute your bottom turns and top turns a lot better so be sure to check that out if you're a surfer out there who's just struggling with your progression and with that said Please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Ryder Biolis. Welcome to Misfits and Rejects, a podcast about the lifestyle design of expatriates, travelers, entrepreneurs, and adventurers. I'm your host, Chapin Cruder. Enjoy. I didn't fit in America. With cocaine, there's just always too many guns and too many bad attitudes. I quit the limiting stories. Really try to overcome that fear. And right there, for any of your listeners, a lot of what I was to do in the rest of my life was formulated by the fact I just went and did it. Welcome to another episode of Misfits and Rejects. Today, I am joined by artist, entrepreneur, 13-year-old writer, Biolis. Super stoked to have you. Welcome to the show. Yes, I'm excited too. Yeah, it's cool. I've been following you for quite some time on Instagram and just been really intrigued by the fact that you go to work every day. Yeah. You are, I mean, 
I guess I'd like to learn more about your life. That's why I have you on the show because yeah. it's pretty unique for a 13 year old girl to be going to work every day. I know you do school as well, but you kind of are on a different path that is kind of self-designed, if you will. You know, you have chosen to do things in your own way. And I think it's really unique to have such a, a young woman making these decisions and then following her dreams at this age. Can you talk a little bit about like where you're at right now in life and, and what you're doing? Well, so this year in school, I did half homeschooling. So it was like I went to school from 11 to 2.30, and I only took two periods and then did half homeschooled, so I did online school, so I could, like, paint more and do more work. And that helped me a lot with, like, having time to paint. But it was really hard because I'm a procrastinator, so I don't really like... What's it called? Like doing work. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of work though? Cause you really like, it seems what yeah. you do with your painting. Are you talking well, about school I just don't work? Like school in general. Okay. And it's just like not my favorite thing ever. Right. But a lot of people will say that. That's true. I think it's fair at your age not to really enjoy school. But I think what is unique about you is that you have made this decision to transition your life into half school, half work, art, you know, where you're going, yeah. you're making a living for yourself. Yeah. You know, you have an income now, you're sa- making, you're <laughs> saving money for different art equipment. Um, who made, did you go to your parents with that idea and say, hey, this is what I really want to do? Um, not really. When I was like six, I was just like playing around in the shop because I got in trouble by my mom. And so I, whenever you get in trouble when you're younger, you have to go to work with dad. So that's kind of how it was. So I was in trouble, so I just like painted a board because I was bored. And I like always used to like shape little mini boards out of like the scrap foam. But, I, and then I would like paint the little like hand sized surfboards. And then I wanted to paint my own board, I guess. And it was for Father's Day. So me and my, f- me and my f- two sisters, Piper and Sailor, and my younger brother River, all like painted like a board and I kind of took control and they kind of all got mad at me because I was doing it all. <laughs> but I was like six or something. And so we all put our handprints on the board or something. I don't really know. And that's kind of how it started because it was actually kind of good, I guess. And did and you then, feel something like that you liked this a lot? This is something you were drawn to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. So just so the audience can be a little bit more clear about where you go to work every day. So your dad is a, a surfboard shaper. Yeah, he owns uh, Lost Surfboards, like Lost by Mayhem. And and you go in and you basically, your job, the job that you've created for yourself within his shop is that if I, for example, wanted you to paint a board, would you do that for me? Or do you only work with the professional athletes? Uh, I do it for anyone who says that they want me to do it. Or if it's something easy and they just want something easy done, my dad will just have me do it. So, like, if you're, like, ordering board and you're giving him all the dimensions and that you want a paint job, you like, just, like, say, I want Ryder to do it. And then, so is that on the website? Like, if I would go through the website to order a surfboard, is yeah. there, like, a little button I can click that it says, like, I want Ryder to paint my surfboard? I'm actually not sure you can even order boards on websites. I don't even – I don't really know if that works. I don't pay attention that much to that part. But <laughs> – I know you can like order boards from like shops, like Huntington Surf Shops and Catalyst, the shop that my dad owns, and places like that. You just say that, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so this last year it sounds like was the turning point for you and your your budding sort of career as a entrepreneurial painter. Yeah. Um, with you doing half school, half work, 
and this is now the end of the year. How'd that work out for you? I mean, was that a good balance? Um, not really. I'm going to go back to normal school next year because I feel like my parents think I did more work when I was fully went going to school. I, cause I think that you have to, you have to do two hours of online work each day of online school. So it was kind of like more confusing for me because I was ending up doing like six hours of school no matter what still. So it kind of sucked, but, and I think it'll just be easier for me to go back to school. And I, yeah, I just didn't do much this year. What do you, what will be easier, more like what will make it easier for you to go back to school? Cause I mean, earlier in the conversation, you were saying how you dislike school. Yeah. So what about school are you looking forward to going back to? I'm really not looking forward back to going to school, but my parents want me to. Okay. And I think I just, after eighth grade, I'm going into eighth grade this year. And I think my brother's going into sixth grade, so the start of our middle school, and I'm going into eight, and I, I, I'll be going into ninth grade after eighth grade, so the start of high school. So kind of River will be starting middle school, and I'll be starting high school. So we'll kind of just not, we'll just be home, fully homeschooled, so we can just travel a lot. So then, I am confused. So when are you going to be fully homeschooled? In two years. In two years. That's, so, so that's the game plan. Yeah, in two years. So next year, my sister will be a senior in high school, so her last year. Next year, I'll be in my last year of middle school, and River will be in his last year of high, of Concordia, or elementary school. Mm-hmm. So we'll all be kind of in our last year, and so we're kind of just So as a family, that. the plan is to get the two older girls out, out. of school, yeah. and then you two will just be homeschooled because... With your father as, you know, one of the biggest shapers yeah. in the world, you're tra- you have the opportunity to travel the whole uh-huh. world. Um, how do you feel about that? I love traveling. I don't like have friends or like animals kind of like keeping me here. I don't have like a boyfriend or like a best friend or anything that like m- makes me want to stay here. So I kind of just am fine to travel everywhere because we travel everywhere a lot. And like I've been to Europe like four times and Australia like five or six times. And so I have friends everywhere I go that I travel. Like in Africa, I have a friend. In Spain, I have a friend. Australia, I have a couple friends. So like, I actually have more friends probably outside of California than I do here, or than I do, wait. You do here in California, yeah. I do here in California. Why, Why do you think that is? I don't know. I'm just not a very social person. Like with like kids my age, I talk a lot. To, I talk a lot like to older people. I like hanging out with like my grandma and her friends. I'll always be at my grandma's house on the weekends. And like kids younger than me, like four or five year olds. So like when you're at a party, you're the, the older girl hanging yeah. out with the younger kids. Yeah. So you don't have to socialize with anybody. Yeah. I know how that is. I'm the same. But the, the kids you did reference as your friends around the world are they your same age or are they also in the category of older and really younger? my same age was the time and then one of them is older in australia and one of them is younger in australia too what do you think connects you to them more like what what do you like about them i don't know i think it's just like that i'm not always there so i like kind of have to make a friend there and then and since you're not always around each other maybe you don't get sick of each other yeah do you find yourself getting uh, sick of your friends here and annoyed and just... Or Yeah, my friend, she's super nice, but she can get hangry. <laughs> so so you can't really, I can't really spend the night with her because she'll just get angry. So <laughs> it kind of sucks. But she's super nice. 
and I don't really have like that many friends here. Right. But so I can't really get annoyed with my friends because I don't really have that many friends. What kind of stuff do you like to do when you do something with a friend? Um, go shopping. I love shopping. That's like one of my favorite things to do. I'll go shopping any day. What do, <laughs> what do you like about shopping? Clothes. I love buying new clothes. It's a really bad habit, but it is the best thing ever. But what about the new clothes? Like, cause I mean, to be fair, like you have amazing style. Thank you. Like very unique and it works really well for you. Yeah. Is there something about that? Like the artistic side of putting together all these garments and layers like- and like colors and stripes and patterns that you think that you're more attracted to? Um, it makes me feel like I'm more like myself and not trying to be someone else. And I like, like, trying not to be like everyone else. Like, everyone else will just wear like jeans or leggings and like a t-shirt, which is kind of what I'm wearing right now, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so they'll always just wear leggings and like a tank top. And mm-hmm. I like being different than that because I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, through through clothing, you like to be able to express yourself in a yeah. un- unique way. Yeah. That separates yourself from everybody else who's more or less conforming to the pressures that are surrounding them. Yeah. And then when it comes to like your artwork, what kind of art do you find yourself, or what what's the e- medium you generally find yourself gravitating towards? Um, like the kind of paint I use. Sure, painting or art in general. Like, do you do you sculpt? Like, do you? Um, I just do like, woodwork. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I like drawing and coloring with like alcohol markers, I guess. When I'm like just drawing stuff, and then when I'm painting, I just on the painting on boards, I use like tempera paint. And then when I'm painting on a canvas or painting on top of a glass surfboard, then I use uh, Posca pens. Mm-hmm. They're like this Japanese kind of pens. That is super nice that my dad's friend uses that That's he gave cool. me. To- Have you had any like formal training in in your art or is this all just coming through your natural gift? Um, well, I've had like a few art classes here and there. And like I've been like, I took an art class with like Drew Brophy, who's like a local San Clemente artist guy. He's my dad's best friend or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then artists that maybe you're inspired by? Do you have any, are there any famous um, artists that you really kind of gravitate towards? I love inspired? Banksy. Okay. Banksy's really cool. The like wall graffitiist guy. Mm-hmm. I what love, do you like about his stuff? I don't know. Just like the freeness of it. It's kind of just like no one really, it's like he's such a good graffiti guy mm-hmm. that no one cares if they graffiti on, his, on their wall. Nowadays, like, only because he's famous and they yeah. can get money off his work. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, they might not like it. But I see what you're saying because he is very clever with his commentary. Yeah. It's very simple what he does, but it, it draws out a very like um, interesting frame of thought that you're like, oh, that's yeah an interesting way to think about the world. And then, like, I don't do work like Picasso, but I like his style. I just don't do that kind of stuff. What about his style do you think is just interesting? Just like the, like, not realness of it. Like, it's the fakeness of it. It's like... Obviously, what he does isn't like... Like the cubist, his yeah. cubist movement that he kind of started? Yeah, with. like the, the abstractness, abstract people and things. And then Van Gogh, he's more of like a... Sometimes he can be realistic and sometimes he can be abstract. But I like how he uses the oil paint and it's like all chunky but like different colors and it doesn't blend perfectly together. 
Mm-hmm. Like so Starry Night is my favorite. It seems like there's thing. something about imperfection that you you like. Yeah. In art, even in sometimes the clothing you wear. Yeah. There's something that you're trying to like. Um, I don't know. Express through imperfection. Yeah. When I, you when you draw, what kind of stuff are you drawing or painting? Like when you're just doodling in your um, own people. own world. People. People. Are you good at portraits? No. There's one right behind me. I don't like it. You did that? Yeah. For the audience who's listening, it's it's a is that pencil? Yeah, it's a charcoal pencil. Charcoal pencil, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's not that. It's not my favorite. She's being critical of herself. No. <laughs> um. So people, you like to draw people. What about painting yeah. people? Do you like painting people as well? No. 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 Not at all. See, this is what I think is interesting because I'm not an artist, but within your skill set, your talent, your interest, you, there's all these layers to what you like and what you don't like. You know, like you like yeah. drawing people with pencils and I'm assuming pens. Pens. But like you like won't, you won't paint pens. them. Like why wouldn't you paint a person? I, I don't know. It's super like hard to find the right brush to use, the right paint to use. With like drawing, you can just grab like a pencil, a pen and some markers. Okay. But expensive markers. <laughs> Interesting. And then like the boards that you're painting on, uh, are they dictating what you put on their surfboard? Or are um, you just saying They like, can. Like, me, normally when I do boards for like pro surfers, they have like once every year they have something different. But for one whole year, they have like one kind of style. Like for Coco Hose Boards, she's on the world tour. She, last year she just had like a tail dip is what I called it. Like just like brush strokes on the bottom of the tail of the board. And then, this year, she has like a circle on the deck, just a circle and like brush strokes on the circle. And then like Car- Carissa Moore last year, she had like a, I don't know what you would call it, but like almost like as if there was a U on the top of the board mm-hmm. and you would paint underneath it. That's mm-hmm. a really bad explanation, but. I yeah, don't know. so you're saying like the three quarters of the board was basically painted to the tail and then there yeah. was almost like a U shaped going up yeah. to the nose. That uh-huh. was. The negative space. Yeah. And then... But they told you to paint these, like, sort of patterns? Well, yeah. Yeah. And then do you get to choose the colors, or do they choose the colors? It doesn't really matter. They can either say the colors, and if they don't say the colors, then I choose the colors. Okay. Or my dad makes me choose the colors. Okay. (laughs) And how much, approximately, are you getting paid per board? Well, it depends. Like, around eight is the cheapest, I think, right now. And it's based on what? Like who 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 gets an eight dollar paint job and who gets a more expensive? Uh, one? Not based on the people. It's kind of just based on the like paint job. So the time it's going to take you. Yeah, the time it takes, the effort I put into it. Like if I get paint on places it's not supposed to be, like on the board, yeah. What do you up. what do you do with the, when that happens? So you have to like take some tape and like rub the tape on the part, and if it doesn't come off with that. Then you have to sand the board, and if that doesn't come off, you have to give it to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not happy. And if with he you. doesn't get that off, then you're in trouble. <laughs> this is interesting. When this, you kind of a little articulate a little bit, a little bit about you know how it started with your interest when you were painting your dad's board. When did it become sort of like this business venture for you? Did you present it to your dad saying like, "Hey, I want to do this more for money and make a living at it right now," or is I- or is it just kind of him helping I'm you out? I'm not really sure. I actually don't know how that happened. Because you're six, kind of when it started. Yeah, I don't really remember. <laughs> you just but been all doing I know it is so that I, the first like professional person board 
I painted was Coco Hose. She, like, we're really good friends with her. So she just kind of, like, heard that I was painting or something and asked me to paint a board. And that's kind of how it started, I guess. That's all I really know. No, that's cool. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of very famous business people in this world have similar stories. It just kind of happened because they're interested and someone said, Hey, do this. And then, but it sounds like, um, is this something you want to continue to do? Like, would you ever, um, turn well, this into something more than just, you know, going down there for, you know, four hours a day to paint boards? I don't know. I guess I'm more of living like in the present than even thinking about the future. Cause I honestly don't really know what I want to do at all. But I think I'm, I'm kind of getting more sick of painting right now. Like I used to love doing it, but now it's kind of just more like a job. And sometimes I don't really want to go. So I'm thinking I'm not going to do it for a long time. Maybe once I like get a couple bucks. More yeah, than, I mean, cause more than you, a couple bucks. you are, you are clever with your money. Like you're constantly saving yeah. it. Um, you have a desire to make a lot of money. We've talked a little bit about this. Yeah. Where you, you see yourself in the future with money and your own money because you buy your own things more or less. Yeah. Um, <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. So yeah, what's your kind of goal with that? Cause I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to buy, like I've bought myself a computer and iPad when I was like seven. And none of your siblings have ever bought themselves a no. computer. And you but have so three other siblings. I think the first thing, like big thing I bought was I bought a iPad mini for like six or seven hundred dollars when I was seven. And then the deal was I buy that and my mom will buy me a case for it. <laughs> Ooh, your mom lucked out. <laughs> yeah. Assuming the case isn't quite as much. No, not at all. Maybe 20 bucks. <laughs> but I thought that was a good deal when I was seven. You got sucker, dude. You got to negotiate better. <laughs> not anymore though. So I, after that, like maybe when I was just like a couple years ago, I bought a computer and I had gotten rid of my iPad because I don't really use that. And now I want an iPad Pro. So that's like $949, like 49 cents to be exact because I've been mm-hmm. researching a lot. And I'm trying to make a deal with my mom. Like if she can pay like a third of it, which is like 300 something dollars. You're and then I'll buy the case. And I'm like, mom, I'll buy the case, pay for two thirds of it. And all you have to pay for is like $300. Like, please. Yeah, it makes, that's a great negotiation. Who, when you came up with that negotiation, how'd you come up with that? Like, why do you think know. a third was a good idea? Well, I first thought half. But that was like $427 or something. And I was like, that's a lot, actually. And yeah. <laughs> Are you good at math? Uh, kind of. Yeah. I'm in math accelerated. Yeah. And I ended up with like a B or a C plus. I don't know. I went to Australia for like a month and missed so much school that every test after that, I kind of failed. But I was good at math. And then I actually am really good at math. Just not, I just didn't end up being good at it this year. But my brain is still good at math. (laughs) Well, this is kind of, again, why I've invited you on the show. Because it's so intriguing to me that at 13 you're thinking in this way. You know, I interview a lot of adults who don't think like you. Yeah. And I was just in Vietnam. And there was an 18-year-old boy who I cited in another podcast who 
he has the entrepreneurial mind, like I think you do. Yeah. Like the way you think about the world, the way you think about your future, the way you think about the present, negotiating with your parents on this type of thing is just, it's so unique and so interesting. And I think so far ahead of the rest of your peers, rest of the adults you know, yeah. in this area. And, um, yeah, I think it's important that you keep developing that, you know, and don't lose it. So I'm going back to the school thing. Like, are you going to go back to just normal, like school, San Clemente school? Uh, yeah. Or is it like a special kind of school for? I'm going to go back to normal Shorecliffs Middle School for eighth grade this year. It's summer right now, but after some break, I'll be in eighth grade at Shorecliffs Middle School. And then. I mean, do they have like entrepreneurial programs that you could go no. to? No, not really. They have like cooking classes in the mornings, but I can't do that because it's only on Tuesdays and I'm going to do surf club. So I get independent PE. So normally you go there first period and get out six periods. But th- next year I'm going to go first period, get out fifth period. And in the mornings go to surf. That sounds with, like, like surf. Sounds classes. like a good life. Yeah. So obviously you like painting. Um, do you have any other hobbies that you really are intrigued um, by? Art, um, skiing. We have a house in Mammoth. And, and you just like to surf. Yeah, surf. Yeah, surfing, longboarding mainly, and then skiing, art, and yeah, that's kind of it. I'm not a very sporty person. Like I just ran a 5K mud run, mm-hmm. and it was like a week and a half ago, and I'm still sore. <laughs> like, it's really sad. I'm, I hate running, actually. It's all right. You know, with all the professional athletes, professional female surfers you're surrounded by, do you ever have a desire to go in that route, whether no. it's surfing, skiing? No, I hate competitions. What do you hate about them? I just don't find them fun. Like, it's just like, why even compete? Like, what is the point? To win? Like, I don't have the desire of me having to win. Like, it's like, okay, I got eighth place out of nine people. Like, okay, sure, that was fun. Mm. But, but what about with your art? Are you competitive with your art? Like, do you see no. somebody doing something? You're like, I could do it better than that. No. No? Everyone kind of has their own, like, art style. So there's not no really com- competition with art. There are, like, art competition, but I don't see the point of them because everyone has a different style. Yeah, I guess what I'm getting at is, like, the mo- what motivates a lot of people is seeing somebody else, say, for example, painting a surfboard at a competitive, like your dad's competitor shop. And you're like watching their stuff, which it might be very good. And you're like, oh, I could do that or I could do that better. But that doesn't sound like it's something that even crosses your mind. No, you're going to see that person's I can art. see that person's art and it could be like the number one company in the world and my dad's would be the number two. And I wouldn't care. I would just be like, that's so cool. Like, I would even go up to the person who painted that and be like, oh, that's so cool. Good job. Like, I wouldn't really care. I wouldn't be like, oh, I can be better. I can be better than that. I'm not like that, really. That's interesting. That's very cool. Very adult of you. What does motivate you to get out of bed in the morning? Like, what excites you? Like, Um, when you think about something that you're just like, hell yeah, that's exciting. What comes to mind? I don't know, actually. Yeah. Like, when you're about to go to Bali... Or you're about to go to Australia, are you just like super excited, can't yeah. sleep the, the night before because you're like, this is going to be the best trip yeah. ever? Uh-huh. Or Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Christmas is one I think a lot of kids get super excited about. So going back to the business side of your life, do you keep books? Like, do you have 
like uh, a balance sheet that you put in yeah. every every night when you come home from working? Yeah, or? well, at work, I have like a sheet. And once I fill the sheet, it's like 25 boards per sheet or something. Once I fill that, then I give it to like the person who pays me. To your accountant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's cool. Do you find any of that stuff interesting? Like the accounting side of, and learning about like the cash flow and how it's coming into your life, where it's going out? No, not no. really. No. I that's... don't really like care. It's, oopsies. That's right. Like, <laughs> as long as I just like, I don't know. I don't really like, I'm not interested in that. I want to be an architect when I'm older. And that includes a lot of math. So I have to be good at math. Like, you do. I didn't know that. So what about architecture is interesting to you? Um, I don't know. I love houses. Like, I can be driving down a street with my mom, and I'll see, like, a trashy house, but I can look at the house and tell the shape of it, and, like, so if there's a house that's, like, a square with a rectangle attached to it with a triangle on top, it could be the raddest shape ever, but it could be this hideous brown and purple and greenhouse, and... I would hate the house, but I, I know I, I could, like, design it to make it look better. And, like, I could paint it, and I don't know. Hmm. That's really interesting. It kind of makes sense, going back to what you're talking about with the artists that you are influenced by, you know, with the, the cubism movement, like yeah. how shapes kind of attract you, and you can see them and how they flow and how you can make them more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Huh. That's I right. love aesthetics. That's cool. And <laughs> architecture has something... That you've, like, do you draw houses ever? Like, do you draw pretend houses and, like, your dream house and how you want it to lay yeah, out? Yeah, I do. Um, my sister's friend has, like, an, takes an architect class, I think. I'm not sure who, who it even was. But she showed, she showed me a picture of the girl's, like, house that she drew. And it was so cool. So I tried to, like, draw something kind of similar. It didn't turn out great. But I'm getting better at it. And you're just hand drawing. You're not like on a, in a CAD program or like. No, but that's why I want an iPad Pro so I can like do Procreate. And which start is, yeah. learning how to use that thing. Yeah. How much money you got in the bank right now? A lot. Like how much? You want? Can you tell us? Yeah. Um, it's not like a bunch. Like I couldn't live off of it, but it's like I think three thousand five hundred or something. So you could, if you wanted to, go buy that. Yeah, iPad I could. Pro. I could buy like. I don't know, five of them, I guess. No, not five. Four. No, but this is a good example of what I'm talking about where you're but leveraging. I, don't, I, I could, but I don't want to. No, of course. And you're, you're leveraging the bank who are your parents, utilizing a third of them. Yeah. To like, help, hey, you know, help me, please. Yeah. And that's what, you know, as adults do when they go to the bank to get money to buy something that they they yeah. can't put up the cash flow right away, like a house or a car or something like that, you know? Yeah. It's really cool that you're thinking about these things in this way at, at 13. I love it. Yeah. That's super cool. And then you also had a really interesting encounter with what Hurley did a piece on you. Uh-huh. They, um, I have talk- a shirt with them. They made a shirt of me. They made 50 shirts with my face on it, painting a surfboard. <laughs> Just because? <laughs> Just because. I don't know why even. I was doing Carissa Moore's boards. Okay, so Hurley, which is one of the biggest surf brands in the world, came to you and said, "Hey, we're going to put your face on a shirt. Yeah, make fifty of them, and just did. Did they rep your brand? Did they rep? Uh, what's your Instagram? Is it Art by Writer? I didn't have Instagram then, actually. Okay, but 
I wish I did. I would have a lot more followers. <laughs> That's true. You probably would. Yeah. When when did it become, I guess, appropriate for you to get a phone? Like when did your parents say, okay, um, I got my phone in fourth grade, which is actually before most kids do. Actually, probably not nowadays. Most kids get this in like second grade now. But I got it because I went to Australia with my dad alone. And my mom didn't trust my dad. Because <laughs> he's very forgetful. She's like, you're going to forget her somewhere. So I had to have a phone, which was like my grandpa's old phone or something. It was like a cheap iPhone 4 or something. I don't know. Do you do you play with your phone a lot in the sense of uh, are you on social media like Instagram? Like, do you play games? Like, what I guess as a thirteen year old, what do you? On I don't. The phone I for? actually like don't post anything on Instagram. Like, I posted something just recently on my private account, but before that, I hadn't posted something in like two years. Hmm. I just go on there to like look at stuff, and I don't go on there that much. I don't have many games on my phone, so I don't play. My phone is kind of just for like. Calling people. And keeping in touch with your mom. Yeah. Your parents. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. It's, I mean, that's kind of unique, though. I think a lot of kids who are 13 are on their phones all the time. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of why you do your own thing and you're always you're, yeah. you're working or I guess when you're traveling. Yeah. Huh. That's really cool. So this next year, you're going to be going back to normal school, which you sounds like you told us earlier you don't have any friends at. Yeah. Do you know anybody? I do. I have a friend named Kira, a friend who's a twin. I have two friends named Ashley and Riley. They're non-identical twins. And then I have a friend named Amanda. And then... Okay, cool. So you're not going in blind. You're going to have at least a, a little support group yeah. that you can hang out with in between classes and maybe after school or something like that. Yeah. And then... Who knows what 15 is going to bring, 14, 15 is going to bring. Yeah. Stars uh, will align as they do. Well, that's cool. I really appreciate you coming on and talking to us because, again, like I think it's so interesting what you're doing and the way you're thinking about the world I think is so unique. And, I mean, I wish you all the best, you know, as you continue to you. grow and, and develop your business skills. And, um, yeah, good luck. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Awesome, Ryder. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us. And please check out her artwork at Art by Writer on Instagram. It's really cool to watch what she's doing and, and see how she's making this money to, again, design the life that she wants to have in the future. And if you're a surfer out there who's frustrated and not progressing your surfing, please feel free to hit me up. And I'm more than happy to start that conversation with you on how to start progressing. Uh, my email's in the show notes. You can check out my website website surf pro techniques i have a bunch of different packages on there from one month three month to six month packages where we go through you know again multiple videos that i will break down what you need to do based on the goals that you send me that you have set for yourself and if you're just somebody who knows that they need to work on their pop-up and then they want to learn how to turn you know i have that surf course perfect your pop-up and learn to turn which you can sign up for and i will open that accordingly to the students that I already have in it when you know they're up going and making progress and I open it up to new students. So feel free to sign up for that as well. You can go to perfect your pop up and learn to turn.com again in the show notes. 
But thank you again for listening. I hope Ryder's story inspires a young listener out there or even an adult out there to really think about their life situation and start taking those steps to designing that life that they've always dreamed of. If you're a first-time listener, please hit that subscribe button. Get ready for next week. It's going to be an awesome episode. I think you all are still very, very beautiful. I hope these episodes are inspiring you to, again, take that first step towards that life that you always wanted. And I'll see you next week. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Misfits and Rejects. I hope this inspire you to think about your life situation, where you're at, and possibly make a big decision to choose something different for yourself if you're unhappy with where you're at in life. I hope these people that I interview inspire you to go out, spread your wings, and try something new, to live a different lifestyle that maybe your whole life people were telling you was the wrong one, but when in fact it's the perfect one for you. And I'll see you next time.